Recruiting is no joke, a live stream and podcast dedicated to the recruitment industry. I'm your host, Joel Algy. Each week, I sit down with leaders in the people space to hear their story, what's going on in the market, and what they see for the future. Remember, this is a live show, so if you're tuning in right now, please say hi and ask questions. If you're listening to the recording, welcome, and I hope that you can join a future live session. Special shout out to Bright Hire and Teal for sponsoring the show. More on that later. But for now, sit back and enjoy the most unpredictable show in TA. What is up? Welcome to Recruiting is No Joke. It's great to be here. Super excited for today's show. And as a reminder, if you're out there, I know I just mentioned that in the intro, but if you're out there, let us know. Get in the chat. Say your name, what company you're with, just say hi. And then as you have questions and comments, we like to know that we're not just speaking into a vacuum. So get in the chat, ask those questions, make the comments, and uh, it's it's great to be here. And I want to give a special shout out to Bright Hire. Uh, and if you don't know who Bright Hire is, you need to check them out. They've got some awesome transcription services that really, really help make sure that your interviews are balanced. There's no bias in the interviews. And it really gives you data points that you can go back to so you're not just left with your own notes, which if you're anything like me, my notes are pretty terrible. And a huge shout out to Teal as well. Teal is an application that helps uh, job searchers while they're job seeking. So it helps you organize your job search, helps you put together your resume, helps you match up with job descriptions, and helps you keep track of everything. And it's free to sign up. So if you're interested in Teal, you can go sign up. You can go to the link tree on my profile, sign up. And I know there's a lot of people right now who could really, really use Teal and, and really just keep track of their job search. I know it gets uh, tough to do that. And last shout out is for Shine. If you're a recruiter, you've been laid off. You're looking for community. If you're a recruiter that's just looking for community in general, I highly advise joining the Shine community as well. So again, Welcome to everybody. Super excited for uh, the conversation today and uh, to welcome our guests. So Destiny, great to have you here. How Hi. is everything in your world? Yeah, you doing good? I'm doing phenomenal. How are you doing, Joel? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm um, a little, little bit sick. I don't know if you could tell with the, the kind of the nasally voice, but uh, outside, of that, outside of that, I'm good. We might have mm -hmm. my kids jumping in here, but why don't you give a... Uh, let me just give a quick like intro on um, your position right now, like what you do, what company you work for, yeah. and uh, and then we'll just we'll dive into the convo. Yeah. So thanks for having me. But basically, and Bright Hire, awesome by the way. Um, Trent, just that's amazing. Um, I have the worst notes ever. Um, I am. Vice President of Talent Acquisition for Material Technologies Corporation, otherwise known as Material Bank which is our core product offering. It's not a bank. So it's, <laughs> it's an e-com platform. Um, and I'll maybe get into that in a little more detail, but it's amazing. And so what we do is we just simplify design solutions, really make it super easy to connect brands and manufacturers that make the things in your house, like your furnishings, your textiles, your wall coverings. Um, and then we go ahead we post it on an e-com platform site. So an interior designer or architect can go on and go, oh, oh, I love this and I love this. And it's not, it's, I think it, when I first saw it, I was like, this looks kind of Pinteresty in nature. 
Um, but it's actionable. It's not just like, hey, I have this awesome board of of awesome of dreams. Clock, yeah, of dreams or clock pot recipes. These look delicious. I'll never <laughs> use them, but it's cute to look at sometimes on my app and just scroll through. I'm like, that could be yummy. Those look good. And then you do do nothing. This is actionable. And so um, we've been around since 2015, and you know we're we're growing exponentially. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Recruiting is No Joke. I wanted to give a quick shout out to my sponsor, Bright Hire. The old way of hiring just doesn't cut it anymore, and my friends at Bright Hire are here to help. Bright Hire is a leading interview intelligence platform for improving quality of hire at talent-first companies. Their technology records and transcribes interviews and creates a set of highlights you can revisit and share to streamline the process improve the candidate experience, and give teams better information to make the best possible hiring decisions. If you're looking to improve your quality of hire and reduce bias in your hiring process, visit brighthire.com today and let them know Joel sent you. Now back to the episode. Thanks again. So again, if anybody out there does need a little bit of help or know or isn't to the architect and design industry, we are still hiring heavily. Um, and that's actually global. We have uh, we are global in seven different countries, actually. Wow. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, I just found out seven different countries yesterday. So uh, that's new. That's me in talent, the vice president of North America talent acquisition. Yeah, and you're like, uh, wait, where? Is this location going to be placed? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's our location in Japan. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, Tokyo. Right. And so, yeah, it's it's been a really great ride. I mean, I've been doing this for about, God, probably too long, as long as you. Yeah. Probably about, about 15 years. And um, I started in staffing as an external uh, staffing recruiter. Loved that. Crushed it. And wanted to come in and really, really um, start career pathing, helping people get and, and help organizations kind of scale, but do it the right way by understanding a holistic view of a candidate by doing it the right way and not doing it in these like, hey, here's 30 minutes. Let me pretend like I'm going to know everything about you in 30 minutes and then make that discern whether or not I'm going to hire you hmm. so, and ask different questions every time and not be prepared before your interview, not the candidate. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's and not following up ghosting i've never it's it i mean there's so you know we're training everybody to do that and we're putting this framework together because before i started uh, a year ago no there was no ta team so it's grown exponentially since then i have 10 people and uh, it's been great wow well look if uh if anyone is out there and you're looking and you're in the space definitely go uh, go check out the the job opening I'm I'm curious. Like you, you obviously started in the agency side of the business, um, which a lot of people who you know are internal. A lot of people make their starts in agency. So, so was that something that you knew, kind of right away while you were in agency, or did you kind of get to a point where you were like, you know what, I I really want to go internal. I want to see the other side of the business. Like, what led led you to that point? Good question. So I always I loved agency recruiting. I thought it was awesome. Um, you know, I ran a full desk. So meaning I did, you know, sales as, you know, as well as recruiting and I loved it. Um, 
I loved it until uh, my <laughs> I loved it until I hated it. <laughs> until I hated it, and then my my commit. Well, one they capped my commission. Uh, what I know, man. They oh, shame on it! What, was, what what company cats commission on their on number one producer? So I was oh, like, wow. Bye. What am I going to do till? And that was September. So September, I'm just going to not like I'll close these deals and then nothing. But besides that. I was, I started, I was like, you know, I think a really good way to get in and from an agency side is to get into like Sherm, right? And because who am I talking to? Who do I want to get in with? I want to get in with the hiring managers, but I have to get past HR or me, mm. right? Like whoever's in internal. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Recruiting is No Joke. I wanted to give a shout out to Teal. Teal is an all-in-one job search platform that provides job seekers with an integrated resume builder, job tracker, LinkedIn optimization, contact management, and many more tools. Their new features include GPT-powered AI functionality to help run an effective job search. Over 200,000 people have trusted Teal to land their next job. Install their Chrome extension and get started for free at www.tealhq.com. That's www.tealhq.com. Thanks so much for listening and appreciate your support. And I have to get past that and go yep. to the hiring managers to try to, you know, get my business. So I was, I went and got a SHRM certified. And as I was doing that, I was realizing like, wow, I was talking to these people and I was like, I was learning so much and I was like, this is interesting. And I started getting, mm. having a different thought process. I was younger, not as wise, obviously. I wanted money, making money, putting people in places where I thought maybe they fit, but then I don't know what happens, right? I don't know what happens after. So um, I wanted to go internal to kind of see what's going on, how people stay, why they stay. And mm you know, what makes them stay and what makes them leave and what, why is, you know, how big culture or in at least organizational culture, um, environment, pace, you know, those kinds of things. And just, just how you feel when you're there, those tacit assumptions, that is kind of what I wanted to see. And when I went in internal to lead a team um, and scale it, I was like, oh my Oh my God. Cause I was like, these recruiters internal suck. <laughs> they are <laughs> terrible. I don't fill any of my roles. Like they, like, like I can fill all their roles. Like they have what 20 roles on their Rex here. Just give me the job. I'll fill it for you now. Um, and when I came in internal, I realized the reason why. And it was like, first of all, um, we have to fill all of the roles and we have, we have no, we can't decide you know what I mean? On yep. which recs we want to work on. Yeah, you can't be like, this hire manager is difficult. So See you later. Yeah. Keep, yeah. There's the contract. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Because, you know, contingent searches was that. Yeah. So, exactly. And the other piece was, um, you know, they, the teams are so lean internally. And I've seen this because I've done it three times and scaled three organizations internal. And, they're so lean in the way they're structured. Nobody understands talent acquisition at the top. Um, it, it's just be, not just becoming, it's been uh, like keeping CEOs and C-suite members up at night forever. And yeah. I'm like, you want to sleep ever? Or do you want to like ask 
how we can kind of get a seat at the table here. What, what do you want to do? Right. So coming in there now, we're more a strategic partner than we are. You know, we have, we have that proverbial seat at the table. We don't have to sit back and go, all right, we're just a cost center. We don't know, you know, like we're just, we we're here to support you. It's an intake meeting. Like I, I will not call it an intake meeting. I will, if I'm an agency recruiter, I'll take your order all day, but if I'm yeah. internal, um, it's not an order. It's a, it's a, it's a project. And so the important thing for, I think, job seekers also to know is um, recruiters don't always, the internal recruiters don't make the decision, neither external recruiters, by the way, the hiring manager does. So we really, really try to prep uh, and get people ready for who they're meeting with. And I think bringing in a structured process is the most paramount fundamental part of recruiting that, and I say recruiting, but talent acquisition as a whole, um, but getting it right when people are coming in and making sure that they know what expectations are. So setting realistic timelines and expectations and goals. I, I've seen that. Uh, and that's where all these companies are failing. They're just not doing it. They're just like, okay, we'll get back to you. Or, well, I'm going to talk to you about a role and I think you're good because I'm not sure of myself as a recruiter because no one maybe internally trained me because we didn't have a team and we're lean. So uh, I'm just going to sit here and figure it out. Then you you like, do you want to see this person, the candidate, Joel? You want to look at them? And then I have, you know, instead of pushing back or anything, um, you know, I wait. So I think internally they kind of do, they, they kind of, they don't market their candidates, right? externally you market them yeah and, and obviously um you know I, I think as a recruiter like you want to have that consulting and that advisorship but you can only get that if there's respect and there's an understanding of the value that you bring so i guess from your perspective you built and scaled teams obviously even in your position right now like you were the first person in talent acquisition so what advice do you give people uh to approach senior leadership in a way uh, that you are painting an accurate picture of not only what talent acquisition is, how it's changed, and like how you bring value. Like, what advice would you give to a first-time leader? You know, maybe it's a senior recruiter that, that finally gets that role of yeah. the solo person in in a TA team, which I think is really really challenging. Yeah. Like, what advice do you give to to people on how they approach leadership and how they get them on their side and you know get a seat at that table? So. Number one thing is coming in and leading from the front. Don't wait for people to tell you what to do. If you're talking to an mm. executive, you need to tell them what to do. They hired you for that. You're the yep. expert. You have to think, I'm the expert in talent. You are the expert in what you do. I'm the expert here. If you yep. position yourself as such, not in an aggressive way or with the ego, Right. But if you do it like, not like a, I'm amazing and I am, but that's, a different <laughs> uh, but you know, just if you position yourself that way and you say, listen, here's what we need to do. Here's what, why we need to do it. Here's when we should do it. So really making sure you're strategic, you speak in bullet points, right? You're prepared. Uh, you don't want to have just a word salad where you're just talking in circles and that happens because people get nervous. So having yep. talking points, I definitely recommend having a bulleted list of what you're going to discuss, but really looking at it as 
what do um what does this person need to know right am i going to just do i need to inform them of something or do they need to know it at all am i wasting their time no if i don't then i don't bring it up if i do um then i inform if i have to consult with someone so it's almost like racy it's almost like you know uh that, that uh, I don't know if you know what racy is, but it's, um, you know, responsible, accountable. And it, you put it in there as who is accountable to like project management, because yeah. every single search we do is for external or internal is a project in and of itself. Right. So we're going, OK, um, for this project, who is responsible? Probably um, one of my talent partners is responsible. Right. Who's accountable? Me, right? Um, and then who do I consult with? Um, or who should the consult who should be consulted? Um, probably the hiring manager, right? And who should be informed? Probably my boss or me. Um, again, if I don't know what, what's going on. So I think honestly, what if you want to move into a management role, the best way to speak to senior leadership is number one, don't talk, don't speak tentatively. You're the expert. Bring that, but bring facts data do yes. not come to the table and say that you're an expert and this is what we need to do here's a timeline and the what the how we're gonna this is what we're gonna who are who's gonna be involved how we're gonna do it what we're gonna do missing one piece why and the why can only be answered with data right so bringing that and bulleting it like that this is what we need to do this is why we need to do it here's how we're going to do it and here's by the timeline, which we need to do it because there's always things that I want to do. I'm like, look at this shiny thing. Look at this shiny thing. Uh, but I can't do all of those. Like, for example, recruitment marketing. Love it. Want to not be a material bank anymore, right? Um, want to push that out there. So people know who we are. But right now, uh, that's not, we don't, that's not a priority right now, right? So you got to really think, all right, what does the business need? Because mm. everyone thinks, even internally, that are we have internal clients and they are hiring managers. There are there are customers. Are they? No. Who's my customer? The business is my customer, mm. not the hiring manager. The hiring manager is making decisions, right, um, on who they want to bring in. But I need to bring in and say, hold on now, hold on. This person, are you sure? is going to be able to serve, thrive in your environment. I know Joel, if giving an example, Joel, like you are super fast paced, you know, your hands off a little bit on your leadership style, right? And, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a micromanager, okay? Let it be known, I micromanage people. Microman yeah. I micromanage myself. I micromanage myself, I do, <laughs> I beat myself up. But basically I'm like, hey, so mm. that that's what people need to understand. And, say, okay, this makes sense or does it make sense for me? Um, and educating hiring managers um, on how to interview. I was just talking about this. So funny, Joel, because like I, there are a couple of executive assistants um, and uh, it's for a chief operating officer and co-founder of my company. That's pretty, pretty much telling you who it is. Uh, so if any, any is out there, please. Hit, hit, hit me up. Yes, apply now. Yes. Is it fully remote? Because that's always the first question. Well, weirdly, not for him. Uh, no. He, he's, he's so, I don't think he sleeps. I think he's, I don't 
think he's, I think one day he's just going to like pull his face off. It's going to be like Terminator style. It's like a robot or something. I'm like, God, do you sleep? So, um, but basically all of that to say is for this role, you know, he wanted his, uh, he had another EA. Uh, he wanted somebody else else's EA to vet out first. Mm. So what she was doing and told me afterwards when I was listening to her, I was like, so what, you know, what happened? Why don't you want these people? They are all very seemingly qualified. Um, and she explained, I need people that do this and this. And when I kept, well, why? Tell me more, tell me more, tell me more and asking these questions. And this should be done by everybody, recruiters, job seekers, just open it. Why, why, why? Peel the onions. They have to give you the facts, right? So why? I finally found out today um, that the reason was, she was like, well, I want someone that does it the way I do it. I go, got it. So you want you. You want you, right? Like you want you want a carbon copy of yourself. So basically, that's confirmation bias that you were doing the entire time in the interview. You're confirming uh, the minute you saw them, you had a thought in your brain. It's not your fault. It's not. You don't even know what's happening. And then you just start saying things. You hear something, and you're like, oh, I don't know. It's not me. That's not me. So I wouldn't do that. Just because you wouldn't do that doesn't mean that it's not correct or accurate or a great approach. Yep. Everybody yep. has their own way of doing something. And also, um, it does we that if everybody did the same thing, we innovation would never happen, right? Hundred percent. No, I love that. That's uh that is great advice. And uh yeah, I wanted to uh just jump into the chat too real quick just to say hi to uh the audience here. I know we got Salo out there, uh Timothy from Madison. Great to see you, Timothy. Hi. We got Joe from Knoxville. We've got Kemp from Cleveland, Omar going international, Mexico City. We've got Brittany from Pennsylvania. We've got LinkedIn user. It's not really their name. But, uh, hello from Maine. Uh, and then we got Mattia from Southern Ontario. I think we're meeting yeah. actually uh, soon. So great to see you. Uh, we've got Adefelu from uh, Nigeria. Hi. Um, and then LinkedIn user said a responsible, accountable consent and informed right racy oh like my gosh we're, we're good job yes and and now we have iowa as well so uh, we got the u.s covered and we're international great to have you guys out there if you've got questions and comments please please get in the chat and leave those i you know we were just talking about you know what advice you'd give for for leadership let me ask you this like how how have you gone about in your career like finding mentorship when it comes to TA, because I think this is something else too, which um, seems to happen a lot. Like you get into a position, um, you know, maybe you're the only person in TA mm -hmm. and you haven't been in that role before. So like for you, like how, how have you gone about like finding mentors, people that can help you? Like That's what resources do you use? So I reach out to my network a lot. Um, I first, I was like, uh, I reached out to uh, when I first started here in a material bank. Um, at the bank, we you just know, say at the bank. I, I tried. I, I didn't know how to handle money. Uh, no, <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, I, when I started here, I was a party of one, and yep. I didn't know that this business was so complex. Um, it's a. It's valuation is two billion dollars. I mean, it's like it's a it's a giant, 
right now. And so there's so many different facets because we've acquired about we've 12 different organizations. So I'm like, what is, where is, who is? So I, I think the biggest thing I, I did first was I went to my network and the first person I went to was my last boss nah. um, and he was my chief people officer. And I was like, Hey, I need like 20 minutes of your time. I need to prepare. Cause this is, I don't, can you give me my blind spots? Can you tell me again what I should do? Like, what should, what do you, what do you think knowing me? right? I've worked for you for X amount of years. Like, you know that I can do this or can I, I don't like, can you tell me if I'm right for this position or is this going to end? And so that helped me another. So I would always reach out to your network, um, other recruiters that are in that role or have moved up into that role. That's, those are other people that um, I'll reach out to um, and, you know, kind of pick their brains. I also think it's really important to, um, not only reach out to recruiters, but internal, but agency recruiters, it doesn't matter. I don't discriminate just wanting to know. I love the agency side too. It's, it's, it's so hard. I'm like, ah, so, um, yeah, just making sure that I'm, I'm reaching out. I also love re listening to podcasts. I love reading. I love what's your go-to podcast. This one, yeah. uh, so, <laughs> good answer. Uh, yeah, no, there's, there's, there's several, but uh, I'm gonna create one, I think, then, and then it'll just be TA facts. It'll be like, oh, no, I, I, I look, I, I tell people too, like in whatever industry you're looking to get into, because there's a lot of people who are thinking about pivoting, a lot of people who are thinking about changing. Um, and actually a lot of recruiters have been reaching out recently, like, Hey, could I pivot into something? Could I change, you know, the direction that I'm going in? And I always say you consuming content is one of the most valuable things you can do. Like you just go, you want to be in tech sales, you know, instead of figuring out like boot camps and all this other stuff, maybe those are things which are valuable, right. but just immerse yourself in the culture of whatever it is. Yes. Listen to the podcast, listen to the the live shows, go to the networking events yes. because what you get is you just, you get the language and the lingo yes. and you start to understand. So like, if you're, if you've never been in tech, you've never been at a startup, start listening to people who have built startups and you'll start to hear the things that they care about, the things that they paid attention to that helps you a ton. So I, I, I love that. And I, I think too, being a recruiter and being in the talent space, you know, naturally you should be inquisitive and curious ab about things. And yes. I'm, I'm really curious, you know, I have mentioned this in, in other podcasts, but I'm, I'm really curious, have you been, how have you been implementing or have you been implementing uh, like AI and chat GPT, like into your processes? Have you had time? I know obviously Oh man, everyone gets busy, right? And we're talking about priorities. Have you been, have you had any time to look at like how that's going to impact how you do things going forward? Have you played around with it? What's, what's that look like? So back in January, in the beginning of January, maybe it was December. I can't remember end of December. This was hilarious, but, um, our VP of inspiration, don't ask. It's I love that. That's nice. Uh, that. And I have that title. Like, right. I want to be, no, I just want to be chief inspiration officer now. Oh my God. CIO. That's awesome. I love that. Okay. Um, but basically, um, you know, I, he, he, he's in the inspiration side. So it's more of like research and development. And he, you know, was looking for a bunch of different, this, this crazy role, kind of this purple squirrelish type of situation. Um, 
I did ask him, you know, because pivoting in different roles, recruiters get burned out all the time. Um, and that happens. It's always going to happen. It doesn't matter even where you go. It doesn't matter the company you go to. It doesn't matter if you're agency. It doesn't matter if you're here. I'm telling you that that is 100%, uh, that is 100% true. Um, you need to make sure that you are like quite literally being that strategic, like literally strategic advisor. And then also having the wherewithal, like I was mentioning from this person, this gentleman, uh, he is so great at what he does, but a, what happens is he had a role that was open and he was not sure about how to go about explaining it to his, even to his network. And I was like, you know, a better idea would be to have the hiring managers post out rules and to have recruiters post out rules. And for some, for one person to build out a whole org, right? And this, he was a party of one. Um, he grew his org organic, kind of organically by his network. Um, because who's better to pick it and find the talent than the hiring managers? They've done it. So that is like the most, I think that's probably the most important aspect and piece of it. And then being able to segue from a different, uh, you know, out of recruiting, there's so many different facets of talent acquisition. There's recruitment marketing. So if you like marketing and branding, only you can go there. If you like sourcing, you're awesome at sourcing. First of all, that is a very, very in demand skill set. So if you are great at Boolean, um, especially in Google, you know, um, you can just jailbreak anything. Uh, that's amazing. Do that. Uh, if you're completely out of it, maybe you get into talent ops, right? Maybe you're managing that, or maybe you're in a project management type of uh, role. But if if you want to leave talent acquisition altogether, immerse yourself, like you said, in that content. Um, and, you know, I, I do read books. Um, again, those books go out, they, that's, these are old. So now it doesn't matter uh, anymore, right? Those books are, are old, employment law, all of that. So just understanding really podcasts, up-to-date real-time um, information, knowing what's going on in the industry, being an expert in the labor market and understanding the labor market and how low um, right now the amount of our, our employment is literally at a record low, record, record, record. Yeah. Well, again, and we have way more jobs than we have had. And so right now, uh, according to the BLS, so that's a huge disparate, uh, number, but if you immerse yourself and learn something different, you can move quickly because that's what we need. We need skills-based people, but how do we build that if, if if we can't find them, you know, externally? You build internally. Yeah, no, I love that. And there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of HR tech right now, which is really centered around looking at what are the skills that your people have. And like understanding like where can people move organizationally? Because obviously a big trend right now is laying off whole sections of people, but still having needs in other areas. So obviously a great solution for that would be like look at who your 
look who your current employees are and where can they transition if they want to. Obviously, I mean, you can't force somebody to transition into a role, yeah. but I know most people would probably be more open to transitioning or learning something new right? Uh, and of taking their current skills and maybe just pivoting their skills and getting laid off. Yeah. So I think there's a lot more of an, of an emphasis on that. I'm, I'm, I'm curious, like one of the things you mentioned uh, before we even hopped on was like, you're still finding it a challenge. And I say still, because I think there's a perception that with layoffs and we're hearing obviously about Amazon just laid off of more people. Yep. There's an idea, right. That at least from hiring managers, I think more than likely would probably think this way. Um, you know, maybe leadership at company yes. would automatically think this way. What, why, you know, what, what do we need? How hard is recruiting right now? There's yes. millions of people looking around, but yep. like, what is it that you're actually seeing? Like talk to us about what are the, what are the, what are the challenges? Are they the same challenges? Are they different? Are they, is it kind of a mix? Like where is the challenge coming from? So number one, just to finish that with chat GPT, been using it since, uh, that since somebody in inspiration, VP inspiration told me about it. Uh, love it. I don't think it's going to take over anything. Uh, but it's very, it's, it's a helpful tool could be dangerous. And if, you know, if not, you know, looked at by a human. Um, so having said that just a little bit, the I've, other- I've, Hey, I've been using it a lot for like content actually, like it's been really, really helpful, but like more so as like sounding board more than anything. And I think, you know, if you're in recruitment and you don't know a position or you wanted to write a compelling message or craft something, you know, it's a helpful tool to give you ideas. To be honest with you, I'd probably Google a lot of that stuff anyway. So I think, you know, where, 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 where the fear is, I just say like embrace learning it, something new and oh, like yeah. figuring out how can it help you rather than how is it going to, everyone goes, how's it going to replace people? It's like, well, no, just yeah. learn, figure it out. It's a new skill. We're talking about new skills, like yeah, huge, huge opportunity right now to like, start separating yourself from other people in the market with like skills that haven't even been like documented. Yes, exactly. And so, you know, with leadership and, you know, what they're thinking right now to your, to your next question is definitely um, they are saying, Oh, it's hard. Talent is hard. And now it's an employee mark. It's not an employee market anymore. This is ours. This is our time to force people back to the office. It's our time to force you to go back in the office. (laughs) For 20K less. Yeah. Less money. And you know what? We need to find out. You know, I don't want I'm going to put this huge range, you know, just to be compliant, even though it's not compliant, of 100 grand in a range. And so what I suggest. If any of you, anybody out there is listening to that piece, um, when you go talk to the, whoever you're talking to, if it's a recruiter, if they ask you uh, what you're looking for, say, um, top of the range. Just say that. The range. Nice. Yeah. That's a new, that's a new, that's a new approach there. Top of, what do you look for? Top, top of, of that the range. range. I think I fall into, you have a pretty wide range, hundred thousand dollars. That's huge. If I were to say that to a candidate, if they were to tell me a, a range of a hundred, I would ask them. So you'll take the, like, if it's a hundred to 200, I'm like, so you take the hundred then, you know what I mean? Like, what is that? I can't. Well, the whole, the whole thing with salary oh, ranges in the first place in my mind is like, I, I like I get, you know, I get that it's helpful in, in a lot of ways, but when I, when I look at it, in my experience, whenever you communicate the range, everybody wants the top of the range and you True. know what companies want to pay the bottom of the range. So I know. It just, it's always the middle, right? I mean, it come on, let's It has to be a little bit of a balance only because there's a budget. There is, if everyone's on top of the range, 
the company suffers maybe. Um, but what they have to understand is there's this big thing internally called it's internal equity, right? And what's happening? What? Why do people leave? Right? Why do people leave? Mostly, right? They make it a bad boss, bad culture, right? Those things. Um, they can't move up. They want it. They want to learn. Learning development is huge. But real, I think the biggest piece is if they leave with all of that, all of that knowledge is out. Yeah, that's I love it. Yeah. If your range is 1.2 million, that's my amount. Range is <laughs> show it. me hey, if you tag me in the post that says 1.2 million. I would love to see that. I'm sure it's uh, Netflix probably posted one last week. I know my god. Oh yeah, they're there. I love that. And uh that it's in cash up front. Um <laughs> unmarked bills. But yeah, I think the biggest thing is um really educating them on number one, no, this is not that's not true. Um, and here's what here's the data behind it. Uh no, they're still leaving. You still have attrition on purpose. Why do people leave? It's because number one, internally, we're not giving the right raises. We're not mm. promoting people from that internal mobility thing I was telling you about, career pathing. That's why I come in. That's my job. I want to come in and go, hold on HR, right? TA is here to save you. We got smoking <laughs> HR people. But basically, um, we're trying to bridge that gap between, look, I know you're paying this person X, but that's when they started and they started three years ago and like they're getting incremental increases. Right. But now that market rate is, you know, two times higher. You got to balance it and it can't be let's pay, you know, Joel less money coming in because he's not going to take it. One, two because it's not fair market value to the internal person is going to go bye. Uh, I guess to get a raise, I'm going to quit to get a raise. I have to leave. That's the belief. And it's actually, I've seen it like people leave because they can't, literally can't get promoted or get a raise or move up. Well, I look, I make, I've made content around this on TikTok where it's like, you know, let's face it. The, one of the quickest ways to get a raise is to stay at a company for two to three years. If you're not getting a promotion and the raises, you start looking and then you move for market rate. It's not like a perfect science, but there's enough people that have experienced it and done it. Um, it's something you have, you have to be aware of. Right. Um, and it's, 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 I mean, it's obviously a really, really, really big challenge. And I think, Companies need to figure out better ways to retain people with yes. incentives that are more sticky and like. You can do it if they just had this internal mobility program. I And here um, we're building it out at material. Like the way that we're doing it is I don't just, if people want to leave out of it, like let's say I, I love, I think product is super cool. So if I want to get into product and I want to be a product manager, um, my company would say, okay. You've never done that before, so mm, don't know if I can pay you what you're paying. What I'm paying you now, and that's okay because I don't care. Money isn't my motivator, and that's usually not anybody's really intrinsic. If it is, um, all right, more power to you. Uh, but it's it, most people want something more. They want a purpose. They want something to stand behind. Our my company's huge on sustainability, which I that that really got me. I love that. Uh, the impact of the environment was great, um, and what we're doing that that's actually part of what we're how our company helps. Um, and so I think really being able to 
kind of nail nail that down and say, all right, what what should I give these should I give these people more money, or should I have somebody um, come in and go? You know what? We should level people up a little bit, and instead of going outside, let's first hit up the internal job board. Right? We do that. Give the give them two weeks and let them apply themselves. If you don't get a lot of hits and it's not the right fit, that's okay. If I want to move to product, you can move me. And like I was saying, my my company um, offers me to be able to learn, um, not from anybody internal because they're all swamped, but for me to learn on my own time and be able to develop those skills. Again, maybe not getting paid top dollar that I would be as a PM, right? But it's something I'm interested in doing and I'm not getting like furloughed or laid off. We have not had any layoffs at, at our company because we're doing things like that. We, if someone has their heart in it and we know, and that if, it's like called the four H's I call it, heart, hunger, oh God, humility and humble. I was like, God, what are they? No, humility and humble is the same thing. Heart, hunger, uh, humility, and I'll think of the other H. Um, happy, happy. It might be happy. It might be happy. So a oh, hustle. That's what it is. Hustle. If you have those four things and, and you should be happy, that should lead to the five H. H number five, the fifth H in there. That's the equation. So if you have that and you have the drive and you show them and you're like, look, I know I don't have this. I mean, I'm internal. I'm an employee. I don't have this. I'm a recruiter. I'm tired of recruiting. I don't have this. Um, but I do want to do this. And here's why. And here's why I think I can be a value add in this area. Because I also talk to people. UX research would be a really good spot for me if I want to get in product design. Um, because they interview people, right? Focus groups. That's what their job is. So it's similar transferable skills. I love that. Yeah. Look, I, I think more companies need to be thinking that way. I know there's, you know, obviously it's a different, it's different complexities. Like I think massive companies is obviously a really, really bigger challenge because there's yeah. so many moving pieces. Yeah. But I think this is, this is an opportunity for startups, for companies that are growing to really, really hold on to talent by thinking this way. Like I know there's a, there's a couple of companies I know that they approach the interviews from more of a holistic mindset of like, Okay, I see that you have the skill set with this. this. Is what we're hiring you for, but we also want to be open to other other opportunities, and yes. that's that's what they're saying at the beginning. So then, if they do get to a point where, you know, maybe you're having to think about revenue and you're having to think about what needs to be done, 100%. you then have that mindset of employees where they know, okay, I might actually have to make an adjustment. So if you're on a recruiting team and you don't have recruiting work to do yes. all right i'm gonna move into this customer service role for the x amount of time and i'm yes. open to that uh and i think that that has to there has to be the understanding too from candidates like hey this is part of working in this environment right. and it's not going to be a fit for everybody but again that's where you you vet people out in the interview process as well it's um, good for both sides right because if it's not a good fit for the company but it might not be a good fit for them you're helping, you're just helping people out. Like, you know, our company is not for everybody. It is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> However, you really just have to go ahead and nip it and say, all right, if you, if I want a challenge, I like growing. If I'm not growing, then I'm not learning. Um, so I like a challenge. Some people are like, Ooh, I need it. I need structure. And that's okay. 
but then don't go for those growing tech <laughs> companies that are like, Hey, what's the, and you go in, where's the SOP for this? Like, I don't know. We don't, I don't know. <laughs> we, haven't got, we haven't got that far. That's what we hired you for. Okay. Use the prompt on chat GPT. It will tell you exactly yes. what the SOP it's is. It's like that meme with Spider-Man meme where they're all three are pointing at each other. Like, you know. Yeah. No, I love it. And, and I, Ali just said, how do I find companies like this? Look, I, this is a, it's a, it's a tough question. I, I think you've really got to, when you're doing research on companies, you got to look at like what their culture is and their mission. Cause a lot of people will actually have this on their culture statements. And then also like, you know, doing, doing your research with current employees, what are they saying on social media about yes. the company? Uh, I, what I've, what I've seen is I know you had mentioned like recruitment marketing. Okay. That's not a priority right now, but there's a, there's a lot more companies that are like, just in general, they're really, really wanting employees to get on the personal brand, brand train, right? Like, how do you grow your personal brand? If you find companies like that where people are active on social, you'll 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 see a lot by, based on what employees are saying, yes, and, you know, and how they're shouting out their companies. That can be an indicator. You can look at Glassdoor, and then also like I'm always encouraging people: it's networking. Like, if there's a company you're interested in, network with someone who's in a similar position. And just ask them. What's it? What's your experience been like at the company? And most people, they want to talk about themselves. So like you can have those conversations. You don't approach it with, hey, I'm really interested in this job. Can you get me a job? You you, you approach it from like, I want to know your experience. I want to get your yeah, insights on you. this. Yeah, well, like we're in the same field. Like that's what I would do the same thing. I totally agree uh, with that. And I would say, yes, I reach out and do your research to, to your point. Find these companies that have, that tout their culture. If they're not really, if you notice their career page is a little bit sparse, don't think that that's terrible if they're especially depending on their stage, right? However, however, um, if they're not investing really in their employer brand, uh, we are, we are, it's just gonna take a little bit. Uh, we, I just got here. But if they're not really doing that seriously, definitely go that route. Ask people that work for the company, ask the employee directly. And say, hey, look, we're both in the same space. Just one thought we could connect so we can share some different insights. Then they connect with you. And then maybe you share something with them. That's what networking is, right? You want to build that relationship. Bring back that value. Bring them value. And then after you do that, you can just say, hey, I see you're at, you know, Material Bank. You know, how, like, how's the bank? What's, what's the checking account like over there? Yeah. <laughs> how's the bank? Do I get to save? Do you have like a mobile app feature that can help? <laughs> Uh, um, so yeah, your, yeah. your employer brand team is going to be like we need to work in this employer brand right uh, that's my, that is that my that's my employee rather problem <laughs> working on it was it no i uh, love it love, well if you guys ever did transfer in a fintech you got the, the perfect name there but uh no look i um we're running out of time um and we're at the end of the show so first of all where's the best place that people can reach you um linkedin i pretty much live on there just never heard of it you. I know. What is LinkedIn? I don't know what that is. So they can reach me on LinkedIn. Oh, wow. They even, they hooked you up with a sweatshirt. Yeah. This is, you know, usually influencers get paid with like what um, they gave influencer me deals, but I got sweatshirts. So this they is gave sick. me a t-shirt wrapped in a, looked like a t-shirt. Yeah. You're there like, thanks for uh, your loyalty on LinkedIn recruiter and the hundreds of thousands. Articles. Here's a pen. Here's a pen. Here's yeah. here's the few articles that you kind of contributed to. But yeah, um, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I Love it that. says creator mode or whatever, and like the follow thing. Don't just follow me. Like connect with me and do that to anybody that's in creator mode or whatever it is. Don't yep. just follow them. Go and connect with them. Yep. 
Yeah, you can always just click more and then you click connect. Yep. And if you're going to connect with Destiny, remember just say like, hey, so are you on Joel's show? So she knows that, um, you know, there was there was impact made. Yep. And then also definitely check out the open jobs if you're in the space. If not, if, if you're in tech and, you, and you're interested by the sustainability conversation and architectural uh, design, like definitely just check check out the open roles. Cool. Um, I love it. I love it. Well, I, I always end this too. If there was one piece of advice that you would give to a recruiter right now uh, that's maybe been, been laid off or maybe they're like, yeah, I don't know. It's a super tough time with agency. Like, I don't know mm -hmm. whether I'm supposed to be in, in recruiting. If you could kind of think back to when you started out and you kind of hit, you know, maybe a more challenging time, like what advice would you give to yourself in that situation? Honestly, res be resilient because the recruiting industry is never going away. It's not going away. It's been around since, by the way, World War II. All right. Nobody knows that, but that's actually a fact since World War II. And we're not we're doing the same things. This is why it's broken. Okay. Because we're doing it the same way. We're all, we're very transactional. So people that, especially agency, when I came from agency, what I will say is this, don't make it transactional, make it relationship-based. It, when I'll give you this piece of advice and I'll end with this, when process, we don't have a lot of process, but when process gets in the way of progress, it's the wrong process. Don't do it anymore. So if you're making process and it's working or progress and it's working, then drop that process because who cares about the process? Just go forward and get, get it done. You know what I mean? get make progress towards your goals and you can do that you don't have the whole thing no that is awesome advice and i would say look connect with destiny check out the website see what see what her team is working on as well and definitely give her follow too because uh and, and connect because there's a lot of great content that uh that she's sharing and uh i think that's great advice i think being a recruiter gotta have humor and resilience those, you gotta those laugh ones. too you just gotta laugh this thing is this it's so funny like it's no joke it's so <laughs> it isn't fighting. It's so funny. Why do you think these memes work on LinkedIn? Because we all get we all like some people like I know. By the way, like, don't you think hiring managers would get mad if they saw that? I'm like, look, if a hiring manager is mad at one of my memes, they need to take a hard look at themselves and then they go, Oh wait, I did I did that terrible thing. It was a meme recruiter. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, I I love it and I uh, appreciate everybody out in the chat as well. Um, yeah. you got Maria out there. We got Ali, Brian. I don't know if you saw LinkedIn. Our LinkedIn user just said, always great stuff, Joel Algy. Destiny had some quality insights, and I enjoyed listening. So we love that shout out. Again, special shout out to Bright Hire and Teal. We really appreciate the sponsorship. And guys, if you're interested in being on the show, if you know someone that, that would be a good fit for the show, always feel free to reach out. If you reach out to Destiny, always be patient. You know, if you're sending your DMs about jobs, just know she's got a lot on her plate. So just be, always be patient when we're reaching out like that. Uh, but Destiny, I really appreciate your time today. I'm glad we were able to make this happen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to do this again as well. And we'll be able to uh, yeah. you know, just, just chat in the future because I, uh, I love staying connected. True. And you're the realist. So, I mean, it says it right behind you. The yep. realist, the real, yeah. You know what though? I always get targeted for real estate because people think it's a real estate recruiter, but that's no. a whole, whole different issue. Whole different issue. Yes. All right. Have a good one. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank All right, you. I'm, I'm going to end the broadcast. See you guys. Bye.